2: Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the Quado Finals in our 2022 patron tournament. We have two teammates going against each other today. Our first one... He'll hit the sack. He's been too long. He's glad to be back. Yes. He's let loose from the noose that's kept him hanging about. He's been looking at the sky cause it's getting him high. He's Josh Baum back in black. Josh bomb back. Please say hi and tell us a little about yourself.
3: Uh, hi. Uh, yeah. Josh bomb back from St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, not looking forward to competing against, uh, a, a trivia, um, partner from our podcast, the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Uh, yeah, If you like sports trivia or need to get better at sports trivia, check us out.
2: Yes, as everybody should. It's a fantastic podcast. All right. And your opponent, if you're having trouble with the high school head, he's giving you the blues. You want to graduate, but not in his bed. Here's what you got to do. Pick up the phone. He's always home. Call him anytime. Just ring 362 362- 436 hey he leads a life of crime he's eric dirty deed Eed. all right eric please say hi and tell us a little about yourself
4: uh hello um i'll just echo everything josh said member of the uh Bench warmer trivia podcast and josh said if you like sports trivia listen to us if you don't like sports trivia we probably still want you to listen to us yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's entertaining either way
4: i'm terrible right? at the trivia right. um but i enjoy
2: the personalities
4: that's yeah with anything you, and you even might, if you don't yeah. i listen to a lot of stuff but i just hate what i'm listening i hate listening to so many things in we'll my life take,
3: we'll take eight listeners right
4: now well, anybody <laughs> so. all right gentlemen let's
2: listen to our rules
1: Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomised. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are Movies, Music, Television, Toys and Games, Sports, Fashion, Slang, News and Politics, Literature and Food. Round 2 consists of the same 10 categories, but this time, your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown.
2: All right, now that we know the rules, I want to get to know Josh and Eric just a little bit better. If you guys noticed, I referenced two ACDC songs uh, when I opened up for the alls names. And I want to know, what is your favorite AC/DC song besides the ones I referenced? So you cannot mention Back in Black or Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. What is your other, besides that, favorite AC/DC song?
3: Um... Probably
2: Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells. That's a good song. It's a very good song.
4: I would have to. I guess it's all going to go that way. I would have to say Highway to Hell, and I don't know why. Okay. Like Thunderstruck, I feel like would be the, you know, the cliche answer, but I think I enjoy Highway to Hell a little better.
2: Thunderstruck would have gotten you the win, because I (laughs) like Thunderstruck quite a bit. Between Highway to Hell and Hell's Bells, both very good. I probably would have also put It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll, probably better as well. Yeah, yeah. But I do think I like Hell's Bells better than Highway to Hell, so that means, Josh, you get to pick first.
3: I mean, this is going to hurt if uh, if it goes the wrong way, but I'm going to pick sports. All right.
0: <laughs> and we're starting off in the 50s. Woo. Okay. What player was
2: drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers who weren't impressed with him and released him, thinking he wasn't smart enough to remember the plays. When the Colts called him in February, 1956, he was working as a pile driver operator and playing semi-pro football for $3 a game. He'd go on to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history.
3: Oh dear God, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, oh for shit's sake. This is killing me. You just got to give me a minute. Uh huh. Oh, seriously. This is not a good start. Not a good start. I Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas yeah. is correct. <laughs> I almost didn't get there. <laughs> Whew.
2: All right i'm nervous
3: josh what's going on oh, i'm going against you I, and it's a sports question I, I don't want to get a sports question wrong right off the bat
4: it's like who's wore 23 for the bulls and bombics. oh geez oh <laughs>
3: yeah that's about where i was i couldn't get joe namath out of my head i'm like that's not right that's not the answer it starts with j but i couldn't Doesn't... get there oh thank god i finally got there all right eric what, what category would you like
4: uh toys and games okay
3: i figured
2: that's
0: where that was going and your decade is the 70s
2: okay what fantasy role-playing game was first published in 1975 it was written to be similar but a more accessible alternative to dungeons and dragons and instead of the abbreviation D, it uses t and t Oh, another ACT reference is TNT is dynamite. Actually, not TNT, T and T, but there you go.
4: This, I don't even know if this is supposed to be easy or not, so I don't know if. Oh, uh, uh, geez. Only thing that comes to my mind is tunnels and trolls, but I have no idea if that's even in the same area, so that's what I'll go with.
2: Tunnels and trolls is correct. <sighs> I thought I was not thinking this was easy. I think this was very tough. (laughs) Uh, I I didn't have that. I was like, All right. Mr. Bomback, we're back to you. We're bomb back to you. (laughs) Let's go with uh, television. And we're going back to the 50s. Wow. Okay. Jesus. What unseen British black-and-white television series ran from 1958 to 1959? This science fiction spy thriller was named after and loosely based on a popular H.G. Wells novella.
3: One more time, please. What unseen
2: British black-and-white television series ran from 1958 to 59? This science fiction spy thriller was named after and loosely based on a popular H.G. Wells novella.
3: I don't know that many H.G. Wells. Um, Not right, but I'm going to say The Time Machine. The Time Machine is
2: incorrect. Eric, can you steal?
4: Based on that subtle hint in the beginning, I'm going to say The Invisible Man.
2: What unseen British black and white show? Yes, The Invisible Man is correct. All right. Picking up on clues and Dealing points
3: clues <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, mean, it's, I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't
3: a clue
4: that's the yeah i'm like wait who why would anybody know of a tv season that I was ever seen
3: it was on for like a year so like i figured nobody really watched it oh no, i didn't <laughs> all right Aaron. and i also didn't know that he wrote the invisible man yeah. so well, there you go. I I don't even know what he wrote. <laughs> you just went off the clue and thought, all right. Uh, sh- uh, uh, all right, uh Eric, what did you like?
4: Um geez. Uh music.
0: Okay. Your decade is the nineties.
2: What nineties alternative rock band was named after the colloquial term referring to the burst blood vessels visible in the alcohol-ravaged red nose they noticed in a picture of film comedian W.C. Fields seen in the book Hollywood Babylon.
4: I think that's Gin Blossoms.
2: Gin Blossoms is correct. All right.
3: Oof. Josh, what would you like? Let's go movies, and hopefully it won't be the 50s. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's not. It's the 90s again.
2: Okay. And we have got another explain a film plot badly question. So I will give you a year and a bad description of a movie, and you need to name that movie. 1991. Young girl with Stockholm Syndrome talks to furniture and marries her kidnapper.
3: Okay, one more one more time.
2: 1991. Young girl with Stockholm syndrome talks to furniture and marries her kidnapper. Is this Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is incorrect, incorrect, mm. incorrect. Eric Ede, can you steal?
4: The only movie I can think of where somebody talks to furniture is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Christ. A tale has hold his time.
3: Yes, it is Beauty and the Beast. Okay, can I just give up at uh, halftime at the round one and just <laughs> mail can. it in?
2: You know, I I kind of missed I missed the uh, on tilt Josh. We had him a couple times ago. <laughs> you're not going
3: to get that now. Now you're just going to get the sad and pathetic Josh. <laughs> no on tilt. <laughs> By the way, I've never seen Beauty and the Beast. I'm familiar with mm. the story, but. Unfortunately, it's a great one. Well, it's a good one. It's not great. It's good.
2: All right. Jo- uh, Eric, you got the steal and we're going back to you.
4: Uh We'll go food.
2: Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Question from Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. In the mid-80s, McDonald's started producing what item on their menu? It never really took off and was eventually discontinued as it was oven-baked fresh and took 11 to 16 minutes to cook, which wasn't in line with their reputation for fast service. Can you read that one more time? In the mid-80s, McDonald's pr- started producing what item on their menu? It never really took off and was eventually discontinued as it was oven baked fresh and took eleven to sixteen minutes to cook, which wasn't in line with their reputation for fast service.
4: I feel like I'm missing something on that. I just, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm gonna pass.
2: Nothing. No guess. Nothing. All right, Josh, you get a chance to steal.
3: Oven baked fresh. Okay, can you say it one more time? I'm, sure. Uh, am I missing something?
2: Probably not. It's pretty straight up. <laughs> <laughs> in the mid-80s, McDonald's started producing what item on their menu. It never really took off and was eventually discontinued as it was oven-baked fresh and took 11 to 16 minutes to cook, which wasn't in line with their reputation
3: for fast service. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm just going to say apple pie. I. It's probably not right. I know they had them, but... I,
2: Apple pie is incorrect, uh, John. Do you know this menu item?
0: I don't know it, but I just want to take a guess. Was it like the McPizza or something?
2: The McPizza is okay. what I was looking for. I would have accepted pizza as well, um, just because I said the what kind of item. But yes, the McPizza. They were doing pizzas and failed miserably.
3: I only knew of I only know of one. McDonald's that ever did pizza, and that's in Chicago, uh, and I think they still do it. Like that okay. was their that was their thing. Was,
2: yeah, but it's like one of their niche niche ones. So yeah. maybe
3: maybe they kept it along. Yeah, I, this would have been in the early '90s that I first was there. So maybe they're like, well, they they got rid of it, but we like it. Yeah,
4: yeah. I know you can get poutine at the McDonald's in Canada.
3: Right? So that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Oh, that'd, oh, be, that'd this, be really this, good with their
3: fries, is, though. I, I it, approve it is. Of that. Wow. <laughs> hey, I've gotten an answer correct, so I guess yeah. we'll <laughs> hang my hat on that. At this point, maybe I should set Eric up for set, breaking his own record. No, you have a shot. Don't give up. <laughs> I do not have a shot. You do.
2: It's, it, it's, no. Oh, my gosh. If you get this question, then you're only doubled up, okay? All right, Josh, ah. what category would you like? None. <laughs> we um, got lit- We got literature, slang, fashion, and news and politics. Let's try slang.
0: And your decade is the 2000s.
2: Okay. What tasty slang originated in Australia in mid-2003? It's used to describe a person's body fat that extends horizontally over the edges of the waistline of tightly fitted pants or skirts.
3: Is that muffin top? Mmm, top of the
2: muffin to you yes tasty muffin top is correct i know that one <laughs> there you go see and now you now you have a chance you're back in the game no no adam i don't all <laughs> Right, <laughs> uh eric what would you like
4: uh i don't like any of these um news and politics
2: news and politics
0: and your decade is the 50s yikes oh, wow.
2: okay yeah. The first effective polio vaccine was developed in 1952 by what American virologist? His vaccine came into public use in 1955 and is on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines.
4: Now, this is this is the Johnny Unitas moment for me because <laughs> I know his name. I've said it 105 times. Ah, crap.
2: Can you pull out 106?
4: Holy crap. My gosh, this is gonna. I don't, I can't tell anybody to listen to this. I'm gonna be embarrassed if I don't get this. Last um, uh, name is popping in my head is Brody.
2: Brody is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Like it's Jonas Salk. My name is Jonas Salk. I, I should have put a hint in that, but he didn't need it. But yeah, Jonas Sulk is correct. Uh, Good steal. And, Josh, what category would you like between fashion and literature?
3: Let's try fashion. Oh, wow. And your
0: decade is the 70s.
3: What brand of
2: underwear was first produced by Fruit of the Loom in 1977? It helped transform kids into their favorite superhero or cartoon character thanks to licenses it obtained from DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Hanna-Barbera, and Archie Comics
3: are they under ruse
2: under ruse is correct okay and that's gonna leave literature coming at eric
0: and we're staying in the 70s
2: okay what 1978 fictional novel by beryl bainbridge Chronicles a youthful Hitler as he le- as he heads off from Vienna to visit relatives in Liverpool, where he gets into serious trouble with the English.
4: You read that one more time. Mm-hmm.
2: What nineteen seventy eight fictional novel? Uh, fiction novel. Not it's not a fictional novel. It's a real novel. It's a fiction novel <laughs> <laughs> by Beryl Bain by Beryl Bainbridge chronicles a youthful hitler as he heads off from vienna to visit relatives in little liverpool where he gets into serious trouble with the english
4: i think it's called shoot young young adolf young
2: adolf is correct well done
3: wow and you say you don't know literature i know weird stuff about <laughs> i'm yeah. guessing you haven't read it but no, no, no. I've heard <laughs> heard of a
4: lot of books. I hear there's many out there. There's a place you can go um, and for free and look at them. You, you can't. I don't think you can leave with them, but I think you can mm-hmm. just go look at them.
0: All
2: right. That is the end of round one. John, where do we stand with our scores?
0: Well, despite Josh's frankly negative attitude, uh, <laughs> he was able to keep up pretty well. Eric has 50 and Josh has 40. Yeah, yeah,
2: there is absolutely a chance for either direction here. All right, uh, Josh, as you got to go first, that means Eric, you get to pick for Josh to start off round two. Um,
4: uh, let's give Josh fashion.
0: Okay, and we have our first '60s question.
2: Okay, known as the girl of the year in 1965. What American heiress and protege of Andy Warhol became a fashion trendsetter with her short hair, chandelier earrings, black tights, and mini mini dresses? She's cousin to the closer.
3: One more time, please.
2: Known as the girl of the year in 1965, what American heiress and protege of Andy Warhol became a fashion trendsetter with her short blonde hair, uh, chandelier earrings, black tights, and mini dresses? She's cousin to the closer.
3: Okay, I'm trying to figure out from this hint. Cousin to the closer. Is that Kira Sedgwick is the closer? I'm going to say Sedgwick.
2: Sedgwick is correct. Edie Sedgwick uh, is cousin to Kira Sedgwick and was a protege of Andy Warhol.
3: I, I... Couldn't if you had to if you told me I had to have her first name couldn't have gotten there. I'm assuming that's what the hint was for. That's what
2: the exactly what the hint was for.
3: Steer it. Who?
2: All right. Uh, What category would you like to give to Eric,
3: and why will it be literature? Um, (laughs) because I'm hoping it's a book he hasn't heard of. So come on, comic book question. It is literature.
0: Uh (laughs) And your decade is the '80s. Another question
2: from Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. Terry Pratchett released The Color of Magic in 1983. It was the first novel in what fantasy comedy sci-fi series? 41 novels have been written in total and are primarily set on a flat planet balanced on the backs of four elephants, which in turn stand on the back of a giant turtle.
4: Read that one more time. Mm
2: -hmm. Terry Pratchett released The Color of Magic in 1983. It was the first novel in what fantasy, comedy, sci-fi series? 41 novels have been written in total and are primarily set on a flat planet balanced on the backs of four elephants, which in turn stand on the back of a giant turtle.
4: I think it's called Discworld.
2: Discworld is correct. So you knocked out both literature questions. Well done. All right. Uh, What category do you want to give to Josh? Oh, boy.
0: News and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. On June 21st,
2: 2009, what island nation was granted further further self-governance or self-rule within the kingdom of Denmark?
3: One more time.
2: On June 21st, 2009, what island nation was granted further self governance, aka self rule, within the Kingdom of Denmark? I don't know if it's right, but I'm going to say Iceland. Iceland is incorrect. Eric, can you steal?
4: I'm going to say Greenland. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna send you back to where I found you, unemployed in Greenland. It is Greenland. Greenland mm. is a uh, part of Denmark. That is correct. Getting the steel, Josh. What do you want to give to Eric? Amnesia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that not? Oh, that's not what you're asking. <laughs> not oh, a not a category. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'll give him food.
0: And your decade is the 90s.
2: Another question from Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. Consisting of an all-beef patty, fried egg, beetroot, tomato, lettuce, cheese, onions, mustard, and ketchup on a a sesame seed bun, McDonald's released what sandwich in 1991 in its New Zealand market? Yes, I know those were two McDonald's questions uh, that happened to be on our food, but that's just how it went this time.
4: Is that a Kiwi burger?
2: Kiwi burger
0: is correct.
2: Wow. Well you done, you had me
0: right up until you said beetroot. Beetroot. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it'd be great without the beetroot. <laughs> but all right. Uh, what do you want to give to Josh?
4: Uh slang, please.
0: Okay. And your decade is the seventies. Okay.
2: In the 70s, if you needed a favor, you might ask someone for what state of matter? Is it uh, do me a solid? A solid is correct. I think I've actually used that question before, but I like it. All right. Josh, what do you want to give to Eric besides amnesia? Instead, you can give him movies, music, TV, toys and games,
3: or sports. I think he's good with all these. I'll give him music. Okay.
0: And your decade is the 2000s.
3: Okay.
2: Released in 2006, Gnarls Barkley's first studio album was named what? It shares the name with a 1980s medical drama TV show. St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere is correct. And thank you, Vernon Heggie, for that question. All right, we are moving along. Eric, what category is going to go to Josh?
0: Movies. Sorry, Josh, it's the 50s.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
0: I think this is one of my
2: tougher questions. Sorry, Josh. Uh... <laughs> In what 1951 film does Elizabeth Taylor say the line, seems like we always spend the best part of our time just saying goodbye to Montgomery Clift in a prison cell, not long before he's taken to be executed for his crime. It won six Academy Awards and the first ever Golden Globe for best motion picture drama. Okay, yeah, I need that one more time. There's a lot, lot it's going on there. hefty question. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Uh, in what 1951 film does Elizabeth Taylor say the line "Seems like we always spend the best part of our time just saying goodbye" to Montgomery Clift in a prison cell, not long before he is taken to be executed for a crime? It won six Academy Awards and the first ever Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Drama.
3: I I have nothing. I don't know. I'm-
2: Nada. All right. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Eric, can you take this one?
4: I got two in my head. I'm going to go with a place in the sun.
2: What was your second option by chance?
4: Uh, I, can't, I was struggling for the name. That's the only reason why I went to this one.
2: Uh, well, a place in the sun is correct. Good job. Thanks.
4: Thanks, mom. <laughs> for forcing you to watch elizabeth taylor movies no just she would always have garbage on and you would eventually just have to watch everything that she did because back in the uh for kids listening to this back in the day there was one tv in the house
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and yeah kids did not control it all right he gets the steal uh yeah. josh do you want to give eric tv toys and games or sports
3: see this is where the wheels have come off now yeah. so it's more- <laughs> Fought back in round one. Uh, toys and games. Okay.
0: And the decade is also the fifties.
2: Mound Metalcraft, a gardening tools company, began in nineteen forty-six. Eventually, they began selling metal toys, and in nineteen fifty-five, they changed their name to what, which was based on the Dakota Sioux word meaning great or big.
4: <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea, Josh. Have
3: at it. Can you say it one more time?
2: Of course I can. Mound Metalcraft, a gardening tools company, began in 1946. Eventually, they began selling metal toys. And in 1955, they changed their name to what, which was based on the Dakota Sioux word meaning great or big.
3: Uh, I'd feel bad if I got this wrong because it's a Minnesota company, or at least was a Minnesota-based company. I think this is Tonka.
2: I actually just deleted known for their trucks because I thought that was going to be too easy. And it is Tonka.
3: Yeah, that would have helped.
2: wouldn't <laughs> I'm
3: glad you didn't have that in there. <laughs> just saying.
2: Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give Josh TV because I think Eric's going to keep sports for himself as my guest. Is that correct,
3: Mr. Eric? I mean, I was going to be nice, but if you're going to... Oh,
4: that, no,
2: no, no, no. No, no, go ahead. No.
3: I'd either, I'd, this way it saves me the possible embarrassment of getting a sports question wrong. No, so. you know,
4: give him, give him sports. Let him miss it, not me.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. It's
2: the 70s. Okay. What New York Ranger goalie recorded his 103rd career shutout in 1970? The final of his career. Martin Brodeur is the only goalie with more career shutouts with
3: 125. You know, this is probably something I should know. I know Eric knows this. It's a hockey question. And this is going to bode well for you, Eric, because I couldn't tell you a Ranger goalie from the 70s. So, and I don't think, and maybe this has been a question on our, our podcast, but if it has, that that's all gone away. I, I, I got nothing. Okay. Not even a guess. Not even a guess. Eric. I don't want to sound super stupid. It's yeah. bad enough that I just don't know.
2: <laughs> Eric, can you steal?
3: Read that one more time for me. Mm-hmm.
2: What New York Ranger goalie recorded his 103rd career shutout in 1970? The final of his career. Martin Brodeur is the only goalie with more career shutouts with 125.
4: I want to say Terry Sawchuk. Do you
2: want to say Terry Sachuk or are you saying Terry I'm going to say Terry Sachuk. Okay. <laughs> Terry Sachuk is correct. All right. And that leaves TV for Eric. And it is the 90s. What MTV game show premiered in 1999? In it, two exes are pitted against each other in a fictional courtroom setting with a studio audience voting to decide who was at fault for their breakup. It ran for two seasons, 130 episodes. Is that the blame game? <laughs> the blame game is correct. Oh and you should feel ashamed that you knew I, that. I, 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 I,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've
4: never uh, heard of that.
3: Uh, it's it's a cheesy guy. I, I definitely remember watching it. It was not good.
4: It's not as good as Room Raiders.
3: By that point, I'd given up on music television because they never played music so that is correct all right that's the end of
2: round two john could you please give us our score updates
0: well despite josh's uh best efforts he was not doubled up uh eric yep. has 120 and josh has 70
2: absolutely there's a chance uh, and uh to kind of figure out what really the chances will be we need to know our two final questions uh eric as you're in the lead what category do you want to go into the final round
4: uh,
0: sports, please.
2: Okay. And the decade will be
0: the 60s.
2: And, Mr. Bombeck, which uh, category would you like to join in? News and politics. Okay.
0: And the decade will also be the 60s.
2: Okay. I need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 60s sports and 60s news and politics. Alright, I'm good. Okay. I'm good, too. All right. We are going to start off in 60s sports. In the 1963 World Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers swept the Yankees in four straight games, with the series MVP going to what pitcher who was given the win for games one and four? And your 60s news and politics question. In 1963, what civil rights activist was murdered in Jackson, Mississippi? That year, defendant Byron D. Beckwith got off from a hung jury. Then in 1994, the case went back to court and Beckwith was convicted. The 1994 court case was the center of the 1996 film Ghosts of Mississippi. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am here to tell y'all, check out Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We've got two of their best Benchwarmers right here on our show, and so I'm excited to talk about them. I've been on three episodes by the time this one comes out, I think, maybe, or around that, and it's awesome. It's really fun. I'm terrible at it. I have been carried in the show by Eric before and also by Dan Lundberg, but overall, it is such a fun game. I really have a good time anytime I'm on it. All right, do either of you need uh, one of the questions reread?
3: Uh, Can you reread the News and Politics? Sure. In
2: 1963, what civil rights activist was murdered in Jackson, Mississippi? That year, defendant Byron Dela Beckwith got off from a hung jury. Then in 1994, the case went back to court and Beckwith was convicted. The 1994 court case was the center of the 1996 film Ghosts of Mississippi.
3: Okay. I'm good.
2: Okay. And Um, Mr. Ede?
4: I'm locked in. I'm ready to go
2: okay all right we are going to start off uh, with josh as you were behind what were your answers to the 60s sports and 60s news and politics question
3: Kofax and evers
2: and mr ead what were your answers
4: sandy koufax and medgar evers
2: and the correct answers sandy koufax was the mvp for the 1963 world Series. And the civil rights activist who was murdered in Jackson, Mississippi, Medgar Evers. That is correct. All right. So let's see how things turned out with the wagers. Josh, is you're behind, what did you wager? Both both people getting them right.
3: I wagered 30.
2: Wagered 30. Okay. Hoping for a potential loss of a question. And Mr. Ede, what did you wager?
4: I wagered 100.
2: Oh, okay. All right. John, what is uh, our final score?
0: With a final score of 220 to 100, Eric Eed is today's winner.
2: Woo! Well done, Mr. Eed. Yes, you didn't you didn't have a chance to top your highest score ever with 280, but you would have tied your third highest score <laughs> ever with 240 if you had gone all the way. But uh, well done, Eric. That was a much more hard-fought game than Josh, uh, you know, gave it
3: himself credit for. It was a good game. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you can say that, but yeah. knowing how I know these things end up, when you get behind to Eric heed, you don't yeah. typically win. I was hoping for a stumper on the news and politics for him, yeah. but uh... well, all right. Mr. Eid,
2: congrats. You will continue into our semifinals when you will take on Drew Bucksbaum. Very excited about that one. See how that one will go. Uh, but unfortunately, Mr. Bombback, this is the end of your epic run that you had on Throwback Trivia Takedown this year. Uh please leave us with some wonderful parting words.
3: I made it to the quarterfinals. That's pretty impressive. I didn't think I was gonna make it out of the first round. So um I had a lot of fun and like I said, uh, I uh, had previous rounds where things hit Mm -hmm. that I just knew and today just not as much as I needed. So, um, but I really enjoyed uh, being on multiple times. Um, I'm not sure I uh, will ever do as well again, but Hey, (laughs) Um, and uh, kudos to you, Mr. Eat. I kind of figured this was the way it was going to (laughs) go and well, now it's up to you and, uh, well, I think Dan is still in it, isn't he? At the he moment? is. He is uh, currently so in it. You and Dan moment. hopefully can make it to the finals and uh, make sure a benchwarmer wins this. So
4: No, 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 no. No benchwarmer on benchwarmer action anymore. This is
3: not. <laughs> no, no. to pay extra that's, for that, guys. Nope, <laughs> no, no. That's what we need. and yeah. We need to guarantee a benchwarmer wins the the whole thing. So you and Dan have to get there.
4: So Josh likes to talk, uh, like, oh, what was me? And yet he says he's bad at trivia and all these other things, but he's very good, and he just doesn't like to give himself credit. So I am, I would I am like not
3: to... that. Gr- I'm not as well. See, I've gotten better at sports trivia. I've actually gotten really much better at it by researching and writing questions. That you mm-hmm. just end up learning a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I'm actually decent at other pop culture trivia. Just today, they're just some of the things hit. Outside of where I had an idea. So where the last time everything like after the first three questions were rough for me, I thought I was going to like go (laughs) over and then I just started just rolling. So yeah, you did solid. I I know I general trivia. I'm actually Mm -hmm. I feel stronger than sports trivia typically, but I do like that we have teammates in our podcast because I can usually help get somebody else there with some. Throwing ideas at the wall, it's all right. I do okay,
2: but yeah. You, so you
3: do plenty good, my man. I'm rooting for Eid and
2: Dan Lundberg too. If uh, if it comes Ede. down to Eid versus Lundberg, uh, pick, who who
3: are you picking? Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's we win no matter what. It's, oh, then it's... lame. Oh, here we there we go. <laughs> I a moment, Josh. <laughs> right. Oh, then if I really have to pick one, then I'd have to go with. Uh, my hometown buddy you know state fellow state Minnesotan um, Dan Lumberg
4: yeah I got no fans in my corner don't worry about it
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right maybe it'll happen that way uh, maybe mr. Lumberg will be taken out uh, in this quarterfinals round we'll see uh, but everybody I hope you guys had a great time I had a very very good time hosting this episode so for John I'm Adam this was another episode of throwback trivia takedown <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwbacktriviatakedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to takedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.